This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us on this fine Monday here in the Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, wherever you're listening to us area. Ian from Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air joining us now. Ian, welcome. How are you, sir? Good. How are you today, John? I'm doing very well. I've been talking here for now a couple of weeks because of... The way the weather has finally turned and changed about the quiet, cool system you guys install. First of all, talk to us about that. Uh, the quiet, cool system is just the it's the newer age whole house fan. So um, it's a good supplemental way to get a lot of heat out of your house and pump it out into the outside. So that way, your house can cool down without having to use too much of your air conditioner. So if you're doing that correctly with our nice, cool nights we have, for the most part in Colorado, occasionally we'll have a warm night, but for the most part we have, you know, below 70 degree, sometimes even below 65 degree nights, Ian, you can get everything all nice, cooled off, shut everything down in the mornings as far as, you know, shades and what have you, keep things pretty cool and liable to not run your AC until maybe, you know, really late in the afternoon or evening. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... The, the cooler you can heap, keep your house without having to run the AC, obviously it's going to save on a lot of energy. Um, and when you have a really nice night, I mean, even when it's 70 or so, you turn your quiet cool on, you open up a couple windows, it will cool your house down real quick. And uh, in the morning, like you said, you just shut all your shades and let the cool kind of stay there for a while. Well, and even at night with the windows open, that fan system is going to draw that cool air through the house and, again, just keep things nice and cool and do that instead of using the AC, to your point, saving a lot of energy. So question I guess I have, and I'm sure there's listings out, you know, listeners out there listening right now saying, okay, great, how do I get one? What does that entail? What, what do I have to do? Uh, you just have to call us, uh, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, um, or go to our website. Um, you can set up an appointment, and we can come give you a free quote on one. Um, uh, and you know, it only takes a couple hours to really look at your house, see the size necessary. Um, and then the next day, probably get it done within 24 hours. So nice. And, and again, folks, that's an easy thing to do, whether you're driving right now or whatever you're doing, you can actually go right to the website, klzradio.com or even rush to for that matter, and find them that way and give them a call and again, have them come out. I also know Ian that. It's just sort of that AC tune-up timing. People maybe haven't been thinking much about AC with all of the rain and everything we've had, but it's that time now, and you guys have a great special that you run when it comes to tune-ups on the AC as well. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, it's definitely time to 
kick the ACs on. It's getting up into the 90s this week, so um, it's a good good idea to get your AC checked out by us. We're running a 52.80 special. That's $52.80 uh, for the mile high, and um, we'll come. We'll do a thorough inspection on your AC, uh, clean off the condenser outside, make sure there's no cotton, make sure there's nothing all built up in the outside unit, um, and then give you a good things to do to keep that ac running perfectly for the summer awesome again really easy folks absolute electrical plumbing heating and air find them at klzradio.com and contact the guys there they'll schedule the rest i've had really the last few years uh ian all the work i've had done you guys have performed and it's been awesome i've really appreciated it so i can vouch for you guys as well as anyone call and have you guys out and it'll work well, thank you, John. Appreciate that. You're very welcome. Ian, appreciate you guys very much. Have a great Independence Day next week, and hopefully you'll take a little time off. Yeah, I hope so, too. Thank you, John. You're very welcome. Have a great one, Ian. Appreciate it very much. Again, Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Question of the day. So Friday's answer. Name the movie where Eddie Murphy's character was grafted into it because he had already been filmed. The answer is Best Defense, which I don't know that movie at all. Andy and I talked about that a little bit on Friday, and... I don't think either one of us would have ever gotten that one right. Today's question of the day. Name the two U.S. presidents that died on July 4th, 1826. Name the two presidents that died on July 4th, 1826. I wouldn't have got these either. So don't cheat. Don't look these up. Do your best to answer those again on the RushToReason.com website. Then just go there, answer them, and I'll have the answer for you guys tomorrow as well. All right, up next, Golden Eagle Financial. And Al Smith wants to help you with all of your future financial plans, so call Golden Eagle today. He'll help you get on track to know where your future finances are going and how to get there and then keep them there once you're there. Find Al also at klzradio.com. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial is the coach you must have to prepare your retirement for any contingency. For more than 30 years, Al has seen retirement plans interrupted by the need for long-term care, sudden unexpected emergencies, divorce, or many other things that can stop you from enjoying your retirement. Al Smith knows that there's a 50% chance that you'll need long-term care at some point during your retirement and a 25% chance that the care will be for longer than a year and a half. These statistics are why Al works so hard to make sure that you're prepared for whatever comes your way. Al also knows that people often don't consider these events until it's too late to overcome them. Be informed and prepared for a successful, enjoyable retirement. Use Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Don't wait any longer. Schedule a short introduction at klzradio.com slash money to strategize your retirement dream. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, Roof Savers of Colorado is next. And Dave Hart wants to help you with all of your roofing needs. He can replace... Your entire roof, if needed, and work with the insurance company to help you in that area. He really does want to extend the life of your roof as well, but in some cases, that's just not possible, and you need a roof replacement. If that's the case, give Al, or sorry, give Dave a call today. Find him at RushToReason.com. You can also call Dave directly, 303-710-6916. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. 
Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com to keep a durable roof over your head. All right, Botanical Rush. And remember, their skincare products, I should say her skincare products, the owner is Myra Mesco. They are non-toxic, no chemicals, all natural, and they work. That's the best part about it. You can get a discount. By the way, just use the discount code JOHN25. And if you have any questions at all on what product you should be using, give Myra a call. And all that's listed right on the website, botanicalrush.com. We know you're tired of spending hundreds of dollars on skincare products with empty promises. Myra Mesco is the founder of Botanical Rush, a Colorado skincare company committed to providing clean, powerful, bioactive ingredients to restore and rejuvenate your skin to a radiant, healthy glow again. Guaranteed. Myra has 20-plus years' experience as a consumer advocate, and her products offer powerful formulas infused with clinically established ingredients that will produce results for you, just as they have for thousands of her customers. Botanical Rush formulas are pure, potent, and affordable. With regular use, these natural and chemical-free botanical formulas support collagen production, protect the skin's precious moisture barrier and they will transform your skin from dull and lifeless to radiant and healthy. Call today and save 25% with the John Rush discount code JOHN25 at checkout on first-time orders. That's BotanicalRush.com, code JOHN25. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason. Christy thinks she has an answer for me. Christy, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I mean, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> Great. Glad to hear it. All right, so question of the day, just to make sure everybody understands where we're at, name the U.S. presidents, two U.S. presidents that died on July 4th, 1826. Yes, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. Good job, Christy. Did you know that off the top of your head, or did you look it up? No, I know it off the top of my head. I know history. You're awesome. I know our founders. Awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that is that is very that is very nice. And uh, so they that yes, is a that was the uh, the day of jubilee, the fiftieth anniversary, by the way, of the adoption of the Declaration of Independence. But it was also extraordinary and eerie, given that coincidence. Yes, do you know there's something else, and I can't remember which said who said it of the other. They were both on their deathbeds, and they didn't know this about each other. One of them said they had been bitter enemies and had reconciled, and now they were both dying. But one of them said of the other, I'm not sure which one, at least John Adams lives, and it was either one or the other. Wow. It was really interesting. And then, of course, then they died within hours of each other. So, 
I did not oh, know cool. that. I, I, do you know, it's in my notes here, that Adams wrote a letter to Jefferson on January 1st, 1812, the first of many that renewed their friendship that lasted until their deaths. Because, oh, yes, to your point, okay. they were bitter enemies prior to that. Right, right. And I don't know what it was that caused them to reconcile, but it's pretty cool they did. Yeah, no, that is. That, you know, yeah. a great story. And thank you, by the way, for calling in and giving me that. I, I did not know that answer, so you know history better than I. So thank you, Christy. You're welcome. Have a great 4th of July. You do the same. Christy, thank you very much. Have a great rest of your day, week, and, of course, next week as we celebrate Independence Day next week as well. So, all right, speaking of, I don't know how I dovetail this in, Independence Day, the Russian coup that happened over the weekend or the attempted Russian coup that happened over the weekend. Now, I in its 11th hour, uh, Putin ended up getting that squashed, but that was big news over the weekend. It was a big news on Saturday morning. That was going on even as I was on air here uh, talking to a lot of you on Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio as well. But Putin managed to avert a coup. I think he had to, and I have not read all of the details. Uh, I, I hate to say that, but I just haven't gone through and read all of the details, mainly because it's sort of, at this point, done uh he conceded to a few things that this particular uh this particular group of individuals wanted now i say all that to say this i have been following things in ukraine and russia enough to know that most russians don't want the war that's there now in ukraine they're they're done they're tired they they know what it's doing to the country i think a lot of them knew going into it what it was going to do to the country and he does not have a lot of public support putin does not have a lot of public support for what happened now i've also said it many times i'll keep saying it ukraine's no angel they have their own set of issues like any country has by the way and i think i said that all the way back to the initiation of this war so i'm not changing my stance on anything was it wrong for putin to invade absolutely is ukraine the golden child, like the United States wants to make them out to be. Absolutely not. They have their share of problems. In fact, as we dig further into the whole Hunter Biden, you know, payoffs and all the things that went on between he, Joe and Ukraine and so on. I think the more we dig into that, the more you realize that, no, in fact, they are not the golden child and they are by no means an angel. Does that mean they should have been invaded? Absolutely not. But keep in mind, Putin comes from that old KGB end of things to where he feels like that's all his country to begin with, and he wants it back. Now, is he going to get it back? He, if he isn't careful, he's going to lose the whole country. That's my prediction. You saw some of that happening over the weekend as well. So anyways, Joe, what's going on, sir? John, here's my speculation what happened. You know that this negotiation took place. Prigozhin stopped at Rostov-on-Don which is where their military headquarters with That's the, their equivalent of the Pentagon. And he actually met with some of the generals there. And I think what he did, he went in there hoping to feel them out, saying, are any of you guys with me? And if they just said yes, he'd have kept on going. Uh, but I think that uh, I think they were all afraid to speak up. because Well, they're the afraid of what's going to happen to them if they say Because, again, this is, this is the odd part as well, Joe. The whole Wagner... Uh, enclave, if you would, got off scot-free. In other words, they're still alive. Right. And, and again, I think what happened, you know, he stopped there. He was actually meeting with the generals. And I think behind the scenes, he was seeing if there's any support. And I think if a couple of those generals had says, he said, yes, we're with you, yeah, he would good have point. Kept, kept right on. Yeah, you By could way, very well be right. Do you know that he was a convict that became uh, Putin's uh, uh, 
chief chef. He was Putin's chef. I did not know that, no. Yeah, he, uh, he, he was a convict. He had spent like 10 years in Leningrad in jail. And then somehow he wound up running a catering business, and he became, he became Putin's personal chef. So how do you go from being Putin, Putin's personal chef to, to a mercenary? To being the most powerful mercenary <laughs> group in the world. I don't now, know. Way, Maybe you serve good food, Joe. I don't know. But what? Talk about a career path, John. You wow. go from you go from a uh, you, you go from a felon ten years in Leningrad, then you wind up as Putin's personal chef, and and he didn't just work for the, the Russia for Russia. By the way, he had he was doing work for in Somalia and other parts of Africa. Uh, now Russia was his biggest client. But uh, the Wagner Group is the largest single. You know, you're familiar with uh, Blackwater here in the oh, United yeah, States, sure. Right? Yeah. So he was the the Russian equivalent of, of Blackwater, except I think he's like five times bigger than Blackwater. Wow. I mean, he had, he had twenty five thousand troops, but the guy went from being Putin's chef to uh, his uh, to his opponent. And by the way, I think that the, he's a dead man. You know how the you know how. Oh, I agree with that. Yes, and, and Andy now, agrees with you on the why he stopped as he did too. And he just texted and said he agrees on that. Yeah, and you know, even if uh, Putin doesn't call for his execution, even if Putin pardons him, you know how he's had the FSB poison all these. Oh people? yeah, oh yeah. Uh, he's you know, gone. People have, people have you know quote fallen out of windows. They've uh, yep. You know, uh, the p- people in London, somebody stabbed them with an umbrella and they died. It was a neurotoxin. People have been poisoned with radio plutonium. How many? I think there were three or four people in in London alone that were assassinated. Putin's enemies that were assassinated. Again, they all died. Well, it wasn't really mysterious. I mean, they died suddenly, and they found out they were poisoned. Uh, and I do think you think that, this shows Putin though that his time is running out, or is he well, not? Know, or is he too too bullheaded to understand that? You know, I think he may become emboldened in the fact that this guy had 25,000 troops and then um, turned around and, and retreated. And maybe that makes him feel stronger. But again, I think if one or two generals... Uh, if they had, had caved, it would have been over. It would have been over. Um, but who knows, maybe, you know, maybe some general wanted to say yes, but wouldn't do it in a room full of people. Um, yeah. Obviously, because if you say, yes, I'm with you, and everybody else says, no, I'm not, then you're dead. Then you're dead. That's right. That's exactly right. No, and that's that's where there's a lot of posturing going on in those things, as you know. Yeah. But anyway, so that's my speculation that he tried to get some support. Again, Rostov on Don is where he stopped. He met with him. That's where all the, the communication was back and forth. And he was there in a room with generals. Um, and I think he was trying to get feel them out and had one or two said, yep, I think he would have kept right and going. It was only 200 kilometers. It was only like 120 miles. He was only 120 miles from Moscow. Right, right. So Not that far. Like, not that far. Anyway, hey, while well, I, well, I got you on the phone, Joe, really quick, I want to talk about the Titan submersible. I have read so much nonsense, utter nonsense, over the weekend on people's social media and a lot of them being conservatives that I just wanted to dispel a few things. I figured while you're here, you could probably help me with this. Okay. So, first of all, there's some facts that we know, and I think there's, I think some of these are pretty well-known at this point. I mean... Uh, you know, Cameron basically said, and I think he's a pretty good source. He's the, he's the guy that's been to the deepest, deepest part of the oceans, period. The only man that's done that. If there's anybody that knows about what goes on down there, it's a guy like him. And his claim is that he knew that at about 4,000 feet down, that, that thing imploded. Uh, the Navy, I think, knew the same thing. But there's people out there now talking about it imploded when it hit the bottom. And there's just oh, a no, bunch no. of nonsense going on out there. And I wanted to dispel some of those things. 
Well, uh, Cameron had a couple of good points. He said, number one, you know, the, the thing had a uh, transponder that was independent of any other system. It was mounted on the outside of the sub. Uh, and the transponder stopped uh, sending signals at the same time they lost communication. And he said, and first of all, when that transponder stopped, the last recorded uh, position was uh, 3,500 feet, and which if you look at the rate of descent, that that matches exactly yep. when they lost have, when they lost when, communication. Right, right. Yeah, because it was two and a half hours yep. to go from the surface down. Uh, the other thing I saw was interesting. A, a guy's been a captain. He's retired now. He's captain of a U.S. submarine. He said, "Do you know why there's no portholes on a submarine?" Um, he made a, a great point. Yeah, you know be, why? Be, because it's the weakest link. Well, more important than that is because he said submarines are all one material. He said every time you have different materials and that's notice, right. You have three. They had three different materials. They had uh, carbon fiber. Yep. They had titanium, and they had the portholes. And the portholes, by the way, were held in with some other type of metal fixture. So you actually had four types of metals. And every time you, and of course, as you go down the the, the water temperature, you get huge variation. In te- you get down, you're below freeze. The water isn't frozen, but you are sub. But you're there, you know. there. Right. So there's the only reason it's a, not freezing is because it's moving. It's moving and it's and salt. it's salt. Yeah. Right. Right. But you, you're taking this thing down, and you're undergoing, you know, 80, 90 degree temperature change from the surface to the to the depths, and you've got these four different materials that are expanding and contraction. Every time you go down, they're contracting, and then they come up, they're expanding. And he said, you put four different. He said, and I'm an engineer, and every engineer knows this. You're going to create a stretch. You're going to flex. You're going to right. back and forth, back and forth, back that's and right. forth. He said, that's why there's no. No, he said they teach us because somebody once asked, why don't we have you know viewing ports? He said because you don't want to put dissimilar materials with different rates yeah. of. Yeah, like I said, it becomes the weakest link because it's just it's not not really compatible with what you're doing and trying to get down to the depths that they go. By the way, numerous times. I mean, our subs stay down for months on time. And and the other thing I wanted to dispel is everybody's thinking this was the first venture down 13, to those depths. 13. No, it wasn't. They had been down and back numerous times prior. 13, 13 other trips. And by the way, even if it had all been one material without the portholes, you still get expansion and That's contraction. Right. That's why, uh, you know, airplanes have a rated uh, fuselage life. After so many cycles, uh, yep. the, the plane's not good. It's, it's not safe to fly. They say, you know, we've tested this. You mentioned bending the coat hanger. Well, again, every time you pressurize That's right. an airplane, That's right. there's, there's expansion. and That's so, why on commercial craft, isn't it every 10 years they have to be totally disassembled and put back together? Uh, well, you have to look at the wings. Bars. You have to, if you want to continue using the wings, you have to uh, magnif- magniflux and zyglo the wings. But a fuselage, completely the skin and everything comes off, and they go through and check all the airframe and everything, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah that's, and by uh, the way, that's why, because of what you're talking about. Right, because it's the, it's the metal fatigue from expansion. Well, you're checking for... Uh, metal fatigues and cracks, cracks and, and, and anything along those lines, exactly. Right, and that's and if you watch the show Air Disaster, John, you'll see several incidents where planes have failed because of metal fatigue. Okay, so and dispel fact, this myth because there's other people saying, "Oh, this was all kind of part of a master plan." The rich trying to get rid of their competitor, you know, their their competitor rich folk, and and this is just all part of the master plan to eliminate the people they didn't like. You know what, Joe? What a oh, bunch of hooey. If I was going to eliminate rich folks, I would have taken... There's a lot uh, better ways to do it than this. I mean, these guys all voluntarily got on this thing. Right, and it would have been different rich people, John. (laughs) I mean, come on, Joe. Honestly. (laughs) These guys were not 
major players in 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 the world. These were not. You power hadn't even players. heard of these guys, Joe. No, they weren't power players. This isn't Jeff Bezos on this thing. Uh, it's it, John, the, the nonsense that comes out. Oh, I, you know, and, and a lot of this is from my point of saying this today, Joe. Is a lot of this is coming from our side, from conservatives. Before you spew this nonsense out, think about what you're saying. Yeah, John. That some people they they, they just. They don't think they, they embarrass themselves. And they embarrass us because they're fellow conservatives, Joe. That's my point of this is these are people that are, quote, unquote, on the same team. And, yes, I'm going to call these folks out because they're flat out wrong. Right, because you become known by the company that you keep. You know, that's the one thing we'll do that lefties don't do. I'm not going to join forces just because you're some nut job on my side. No, you have to call them out. And because, you know... Uh, nobody's right all the time. In fact, if you doubt that, just ask my wife. She'll tell you. Oh, yeah, mine too. Yeah, no, I can vouch so, for that one, Joe. And where we're wrong, you know, we, have to, we have to say you're wrong. <laughs> That's and, right. And, uh, exactly. Anyways, I wanted you to help me with that because it's just, it bugs me. I see these things posted, and it's like, people, it's one thing to have a theory on something, but to basically post that as, this is what happens. No, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, you can speculate. I mean, what I've talked about, when I talked about... Uh, President, that was speculation on my part. I'm I'm, like, by the way, I think that's pretty good speculation on your part. I don't think I don't think that's out of the question. By the way, but I qualified it not as fact as speculation. I said this is what I speculate. I, uh, this is what I think happened. And my I speculation, say, by the way, on the Titan Joe is it's just some, maybe a little bit of ego on the part of Rush. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit of you know I've got to get this thing down and back. Otherwise, I'm not going to get my money back to repay everything I've actually invested into this thing. I've got a lot yeah. on the line riding. A lot of folks, companies will take risks when there's money on the line and they've got to keep things moving forward. All sorts of things. And I do think there were a lot of red flags that probably would have, for sure, Joe, kept me from getting on the thing in the first place. But the bottom line is, some did. Lives were lost. That's not a good thing. But I, you got to wonder... Did he, you know, Rush himself ignore some of those warning signs? And I believe he did. Right. And John, as an engineer, now that I've, you know, spent some time looking at the construction and the details, I think that the implosion was inevitable. Maybe not this trip, maybe not the next five trips, but I think... At some point it was going to happen. It was going to happen. Again, you put five dissimilar materials together and you uh, you subject them to extreme pressures and extreme temperature swings... Uh, you're just, you know, you're you're creating a lab for metal fatigue. Yeah. And Joe, and I said this before, and I'll keep saying it. You know, these things happen. I mean, I I said back, you know, last week that people made fun of the Wright brothers back in the day when they made their flying bicycle. I mean, you know, yeah, a lot of people get laughed yeah. out of out of you know the rooms and so on when those sorts of things happen. Although. In this particular situation, and I'm not saying that we can't have new designs, new technology, and so on. And, and you know, these are the these are this is how we go places we've never been. The the problem here, though, Joe, is we have we've just done it in better machines than this guy built. Yes, and by the way, do you know what the the uh, the maximum operational depth for a U.S. Uh, 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 it's about 1,500 feet or so, right? Yeah, 1,500 feet. They say you know. Under extreme, if they had to, they might be able to go to 3,000 and survive, but the operational limit is about 1,500 feet. So this, this thing was going way well, farther it, than when that. It imploded, when it imploded, it was already twice as deep as that. Correct. It was heading down to 10 times deeper than that. So, uh, you know, if a U.S. Navy sub is not rated for more than 1,500 feet, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised. Well, and I think some it. of the false. Uh how should I say this, Joe? I want to make sure I use the right words. From Rush himself, I think some of his 
uh, false uh, expectations of what that ship could do is the fact that he'd already been down there with really no major. I mean, they have some minor issues here and there, but they were able. They were always able to figure that out. I think he had a false sense of security on how well his ship was built. Let's say it that way. Yeah. Again, um, you know, he let his. I think he let his emotion get ahead of, and he had enough engineers telling him, "Don't do this. This is risky. You take. Don't do it." Yep. Uh, and he just ignored them. And he let his ego, uh, I think he let his ego... Well, I mean, it's so much so that we now have the, I believe it's the Canadian government actually going after the company itself for reckless endangerment when it comes to the people that died, uh, mainly because of all of these things now coming out as to how many people said, hey, don't do this. Yeah, but I don't know, John, I don't know how much, uh, I don't know if that, he, if he even had insurance, if he did how much of Yeah, it. I don't know how much of this I, they can even go after, exactly, good point. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing the thing was on the verge of being broke. Being broke, and I don't know if he had insurance, and even even if he had a million dollars, that's that's not, not enough. So, uh, but all right, Joe, John, that's all I got right appreciate now. Appreciate you, man. Nope, that's later. good stuff. Thanks for hanging around. I appreciate that very much. And yes, folks, I just wanted to dis- dispel some of what some of you are seeing or reposting of what maybe some other conservatives have said, and I just want to dispel some of that. I, I think that's a huge stretch to start adding all of these conspiracy theories into what happened on that Titan sub. I think they are just that. I don't think that there was any evil intentions by on the part of Rush to go down there and kill four other people, no matter what their status in society was. I don't think this was any kind of a ploy by other rich people to put these rich people on there to them eliminate their competition. I just don't see any of that happening. I think this was a tragic accident. Based upon some of the things that Joe and I just said a moment ago, there was a lot of ego, I believe, involved in this. And by the way, that's where a lot of, a lot of tragic things happen because ego gets ahead of us. Uh, one of the things that, damn, you are always taught me when it came to small plane crashes and why they do is mainly because of ego. It's typically lack of patience and ego that puts a pilot in a place where they'll fly when they're not supposed to. And I'm sure, Dan, if you're listening, you will text and reevaluate what I just said. You can look at crash after crash after crash, and especially those that happen during bad weather. It's typically somebody having you know, more ego than what their body can, you know, the check their body can cash, much like what they say in Top Gun. That's typically what happens. And I think in this case, that's a lot what happened in regards to Rush, the owner and pilot of this particular vessel. I think Ego got ahead of him, and I think the money was a factor as well. Do I think there was any evil ploy to destroy four other people's lives? I do not believe that in the least, and I wish people out there listening would stop posting and or reposting some of that utter nonsense that goes on. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. And as I, as I said last week, with all of the rain and things we had, a lot of you may have noticed some drainage issues. Now is the time to get those fixed before something like that happens again, because it very well could. So if you know you've got some issues, have high five out and get that taken care of. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing will help you keep your basement flood free with the right sump pump solutions. High Five can save you from water damage and costly foundation repairs. A sump pump replacement 
isn't an expensive fix, but putting it off can lead to more expensive repairs like flooring, walls, and mold damage. Basement flooding can also lead to eroded foundations or even cause your house to shift. With increased rainfall, sometimes it's necessary to install a second pump to handle the extra water volume. It's hard to tell if the pump is working on your own, so have High Five come out and take a look for you. As a valued KLZ listener, you'll enjoy a waived service call fee and $50 off the repair for a $100 total discount. So call High Five today at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing to schedule your visit. All right, folks, make sure you have everything dialed in when it, be, when it comes to your estate and its plan to make sure that everything is going according to your plan and not someone else's, mindly the state. Michael can help you with all of that, and he comes to you. He's the mobile estate planner, 720-394-6887. Michael Bailey would never write a will for a compromised person because he has an obligation to protect his clients. Depending on the emergency, Michael's ethical responsibility as a counselor at law may prevent him from creating a last-minute estate plan because you can't always make rational decisions under pressure or even have the ability to make decisions at the end. Plan ahead. Give yourself the time to clearly and calmly establish your final wishes. Call KLZ's Mobile Estate Planner now before the situation becomes problematic. 720-730-7274 Seven two zero seven three zero seven two seven four. A working business will be worth much more than the sum of its assets. You may think your equipment is worth some money, but you're probably wrong. Investors don't want to buy used equipment. They want to buy a working business. Selling a business that is operating smoothly will garner a much higher price than trying to auction off assets individually. A successful, profitable business should be able to keep operating long after you retire. John Rush can get you there in two years. He's done it with other clients. Get started now. Email john at rushtoreason.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. All right. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. A couple text messages coming in, by the way, that agree with me on everything I just said a moment ago about, you know, certain individuals posting certain things. And, and, and my, my problem with that is, you know, some people just post stuff and you just kind of push it off, don't worry about it. But when people that I feel have a voice in the party, especially in Colorado, start posting things that just seem so off the wall, it's just like, okay, time out. You, you can't be posting those things. You're actually discrediting your own credentials when it comes to other things you may believe in and may, by the way, be very right on. But when you do things like that, it just discredits you across the board. Now, that whole commentary I just made goes into this next topic, which I'm going to spend a little bit of time on here when it comes to this whole transgenderism, women in sports, and so on. And Ted Cruz, educated, quote-unquote, a trans activist on this whole biological reality. Now, I'll let him speak for himself because he does a very good job of it, but I want you to listen closely because, as usual, 
this particular in, this particular person that he's talking to never answers a straight up question, which is their mantra. They just typically don't. It's just the way, you know, that honestly, it's the way that side works. I don't know why it's so hard to just answer a question, yes or no, but a lot of them struggle when it comes to answering things with a yes or no answer. So I'll just play it. Here we go, Charlie. Well, maybe I will. Oh, hang on. I got to turn the volume up. Let me go back, Charlie. Sorry about that. Let me. Title IX was a landmark civil rights law. It helped create the incredible breadth of women's sports and girls' sports that we see across the country. I believe in girls' sports. I believe in women's sports. I'm the proud father of two daughters who are both athletes. I think participating in competitive sports is a wonderful thing for a young girl. I think it is a wonderful thing for a woman. And I think, unfortunately, today's Democrat Party has decided that women's sports and girls' sports no longer matters. And they're willing to push radical legislation designed to destroy girls' sports and women's sports. Ms. Gaines, I want to thank you for your courage. In your experience, is, is, is there a difference between women and men? Of course. I think we learned this at a very young age, watching even 12 and unders play. Going through, And that's Riley Gaines, really quick, by the way, for everybody listening. When, she, when he said Ms. Gaines, that's Riley Gaines, who by now most everybody knows who that is. So if you don't, just look it up causes irreversible um, advantage that no matter the training, no matter the diet, no matter any alterable um, change you can make will overcome that male advantage, especially in sports like swimming where lung capacity matters so much. Um, even something as silly as throat size, men have on average a 40% larger throat, which sounds like it's nothing. But when you're grasping for air, that 40% larger throat makes a huge difference in athletic success, not to mention height. Um, you guys know the differences. Ms. Robinson, do you agree with Ms. Gaines that there's a difference between women and men? If the question is about trans women... I'm just asking, is there a difference between women and men? I mean, what I can say here is that the NCAA has rules in place. They've had rules in place for the last decade, and when this competition okay, okay, happened, I'm, I'm try the again. rules were clear. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? It, it's a yes-no question. It, is, it, do you believe there's a difference? Oh, I think that we're talking about this case with the NCAA. No, I'm asking a question. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? Most think, people could answer this very simply. I, I'm curious if you're willing to do so. Oh, absolutely. I'm just putting it into the context of the conversation that we're having. I think that there are definitions related to sex. So I'm trying to get a yes or no. I'm not trying to get get a speech. Is there a difference between women and men? I think that there are definitions for biological sex. So you're not answering that. Let me ask you this question then. Why do women's sports exist? If you can't define a difference between women and men, why not abolish women's sports and just tell little girls to swim with little boys and see who wins? Oh, I'm simply saying that... um, that sex is My different question, than gender. Why and I do, do believe why that women's, women's sports, sports have a great exist? value. I mean, Senator, I'll M- tell you M- right Ms. now. Ms. Robinson, please answer the question I'm asking you. Absolutely. Why do women's sports exist? I think that there are so many positive benefits to sports. But I mean, why have a separate category for women? If, if, you, if there's no difference between women and men, why to have women's sports? I'm saying that there's a difference between sex and gender and that the NCAA has rules in place, which they have for the so last Ms. decade. Mr. Chairman, I, I would like to enter into the record an, an article from Duke, Duke Law called Comparing Athletic Performances for the Best Elite Women to Boys and Men. And it goes through examining in 2017 the top records for women in the world in various track and field events. So, for example, in the 100 meter, the top record for women in the world was 10.71 seconds. 
really quick, this is important for all of you to listen to where you could use this again in some of the conversation you might actually have around the water cooler. So pay close attention to what he says here. Now, that record for the number one woman in the world in 2017 was in the year 2017 broken by 124 boys under 18. In that same year, the record for the number one competing woman in, in, in the 100-yard 100-meter dash in the world was broken by a total of 2,474 men. If the radical Democrat agenda to destroy girls' sports and women's sports succeeds, little girls will not have a chance to compete. So I ask unanimous consent that this article be entered. Bottom line, he makes a really great question. If If the left feels there's no difference between men and women, why have women's sports? Great question, by the way, that they'll never answer, of course. And the one thing that I've yet to wrap my head around is the left for years pushed and pushed and pushed. And yes, it was the left that pushed. And I can't say as I disagree with them, but they pushed and pushed and pushed to have separate sports for women. Recognized sports, not just where they can get together and have fun and play on a team and so on. But I mean, recognized sports, Title IX, you can have it in college. In fact, Title IX even went farther than that to say we will direct funding. Am I saying that right, Charlie? We'll direct funding as a college to these female sports. In fact, we're going to take what all the men bring in in football and basketball and direct it towards these other women athletic things that are going on on campus. Say that again, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Even down to junior high. So thank you, Charlie. Yes. It, Title IX said we're going to allow, not even allow, that's not even the right word. We're going to give these entities, these high schools and colleges and so on, the ability, financially speaking, to have female sports. And the left pushed that. And, and again, I'm not disagreeing that that shouldn't have happened. It did. In fact, it's now being used against them. Because as Ted Cruz said, if there's no difference now between men and women, why, why have Title IX? Why have all of this funding go towards female sports if, in fact, there's no difference? As he said, why not just let everybody play in the same team? See, the left, by building up all of this transgender nonsense, and I've said this before and I'll keep saying it, they are literally tearing down the differences between men and women. Much to the point where I do feel at some point this is going to backfire and some of those on the left are even going to start turning against them and saying, wait a minute, time out. You're screwing things up that we work so hard to get to. You're ruining what we've spent decades getting to. Stop. I'll come back. Absolute Electrical, plumbing, heating, and air. We heard from Ian here just a few minutes ago. Make sure you call them about the quiet, cool system. Find them at klzradio.com. Your air conditioner is costing you a fortune, and Denver is the perfect climate for quiet, cool, attic, and whole house technology so you can save money and enjoy a cool home. Absolute Electrical, Plumbing, Heating, and Air is now your source for quiet, cool technology. With a quiet, cool, whole house or attic fan, You can use the cool evenings and mornings to your advantage by pulling the cool air in and pushing the hot air out, giving you a lower baseline temperature to start with and ensuring that your expensive air conditioner isn't doing all the work. The U.S. Department of Energy calls quiet cool fans the most cost-efficient way to cool any home. 
Don't sweat your way through the summer this year or pay a fortune to run your air conditioner. Get a quiet, cool attic or whole house fan installed with Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating and Air today. KLZ listeners can save $300 on a quiet, cool installation. Just go to klzradio.com absolute and fill out the short form. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical, Heating and Air. K&R Home Transitions, the re-up program gives you the ability to fix your home up and then reap in the benefits of doing so upon the sale of that home. They can explain how that works specifically for you and even come out to your home and have a meeting with you to talk all about it. K&R Home Transitions, find them at klzradio.com. You're stuck. You need to sell that house. Inflation means a remodel is going to cost a fortune, and high interest rates means your price is spiraling by the day. KNR Home Transitions uses a revolutionary new service called ReUp to do it all for you. ReUp will remodel your home at no upfront cost and split the profit with you when the home sells. Think about it. Sure. You could remodel the place yourself, put in the work, hire and pay the contractors, clean the messes, and market it online yourself. But your time is valuable, and you don't have months to do it and foot the bill for the work up front. You want your place sold now and for what you feel it is worth. K&R knows your market. They know what sells, and they can be a one-stop shop so you can go about your life without worrying about the stress that comes with doing a remodel to sell. Get started now by going to klzradio.com home or call them at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Premier Home Remodels, 10% off any remodel project this entire month. We interviewed uh, Wade, had him on Fix-It Radio. You'll hear him tomorrow, by the way, from 2 to 3. So any questions you've got and even help in the whole design process, they're there to help you with that. Premier Home Remodels, call them directly, 720-619-8773. Premier Home Remodels can help you turn your current home into your dream home. Premier knows your home is your biggest investment, and they want you to benefit from the equity and smart decision you made when you purchased it. The value of your home will be preserved and can grow if you act now and make the improvements you need before remodeling prices get out of hand. Premier knows that putting off your remodel could leave you in a home that just doesn't work later in life and is not worth what it could be. Whether you want more interior living space, a mother-in-law suite, or beautiful outdoor living area, Premier can create these for you at today's prices before inflation cuts into your budget even further take advantage of the growing value of the colorado housing market by making a smart investment in your home today receive 10 percent off your remodel this month with premiere go to klzradio.com remodel and let premiere turn your home into the ideal home for you live and local back to rush to reason All right, we are back. Some of you texting in asking me, really, do I think that at some point in time some of the left will revolt against some of this transgender nonsense? Yes, I do. In fact, there are a lot of feminists out there that are already upset about a lot of this, and they are hardcore feminists have even taught in colleges on that very subject that are now coming out saying this is just absolute, utter nonsense. I also see a movement, and it's not very well known, but there's a movement even inside of the LGBTQ, blah, 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 end of things to where they want the T removed because it really isn't a part of who they are. 
And they're realizing that this is becoming a movement that a lot of them don't even want to be a part of. So I even think in that world, you're going to see some of that happen. And I think the reason for that is, let's use for an example, a transgendered woman. That's a man who wants to be a woman. Who, let's say, decides to start liking women, which, by the way, he always has. Does that make him now gay? Of course not. He's still a heterosexual. He is a man wanting to be a woman that likes a woman. He's still a man liking a woman. He's a heterosexual, as far as I'm concerned. Am I saying that correctly, Charlie? Am am Is my logic... I know that's hard to explain because a transgendered woman is a man wanting to be a woman. That if that man who's wanting to be a woman likes another woman, he's not gay. He's heterosexual. He's still a man liking women. That's a heterosexual. No different than a woman that turns into a man that now likes a man is not a gay person. That's a heterosexual woman that turned into a man liking a man. That's a woman liking a man. A trans man that likes a man is actually a woman liking a man. Heterosexual, in other words. That's the problem that the gay community is starting to have as they start waking up to, wait a minute, hang on, time out. These are not really gay and lesbian individuals. These are heterosexuals that wanted a different body, if you would, but they actually are still that person, and they're not really gay like we're gay. I hope I'm saying that correctly, and you all can understand my... And I've read about this, so I'm not just saying this off the cuff. There are those in the gay community that are starting to say, time out. These are not gay individuals. They're not. Now, I guess, Charlie, the exception to that would be if you're a... Let me make sure I say this right. If you're a trans man that likes another woman, then you're gay. Because you're a woman to begin with that now is pretending to be a man that likes a woman. Yes, you're a lesbian. Okay, so there are some exceptions to this. Charlie's Charlie's putting his hands over his head. (laughs) Too much to wrap your brain around. I think I explained that one correctly as well. If you're a trans man, you're a woman to begin with, and if you end up liking another woman, you're a lesbian. No different than if you were a gay man. Hang on, I'm not saying this right. If you're a, if I say this right, Charlie, if you're a trans woman that likes a man now, because you've turned into a woman, but you like a man, you're a gay man. See how confusing this gets even to those in the gay community? Because this whole transgendered thing is just so bizarre. It's, it has to be, and I don't think I'm exaggerating, the most screwed up thing that a society of any kind could ever go through. It's, it's just absolutely bizarro world. I have no other way to explain it. And I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it. This is a mental illness to the max. And anyone that would say otherwise hasn't really studied it, doesn't know what's going on, and and honestly hasn't interviewed even the amount of people that I have to verify my own conclusions based on facts that these people have really sad mental things 
that they need drastic help for. And I really do feel sorry for them, and we need to help them in that manner. And mutilating their bodies is the last thing they need. There, I said it, and I'll keep saying it. Mutilation of someone's body, just to quote-unquote make them happy, is just is lunacy. It's, it's like that person that thinks they're, they're handicapped. I can't remember what the name of that is, Charlie, where they think they shouldn't have a limb, so they actually go and have a limb cut off. Because they, should, they think they never should have had an arm to begin with. And yes, those people exist. And, and there are people out there that would say, well, that's psychotic. That, that's a mental problem. How, how is it any different going through a whole sex change? How is that, how is that not the same? So, we'll, as always, I'll get into more and more of this as time goes by. I just want to throw that bit out there that uh, I thought Ted Cruz did a really great job of in that particular questioning that was going on in the Senate. American National Insurance is next. Paul Lewinberger, my good friend, wants to help you with all of your insurance needs. And it's a simple phone call. And as Andy always says, you talk to a real person, not some computer-generated nonsense. And you don't do anything online. You can just call him directly and have a conversation. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, to close out this hour, one last thing I want to leave you with when it comes to the whole transgender nonsense, especially with parents of young kids. I think the parents are demented because I think what happens in a lot of cases where they are pushing this idea among their kids, that's parents where they were disappointed with the gender their child was born into. They always wanted a boy or they always wanted a girl, and instead they got the opposite. I think there's a lot of that that goes on as well, that no one wants to talk about, oh, I wanted a boy, but I got a girl, or I wanted a girl, but I got a boy. I think the parents in a lot of this are as demented as the providers are that allow this to go on in the first place. So more to come. Hour two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.